You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 280 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. And in the episode today, you're going to learn who Craig from Craigslist actually is. There isn't a bonus fact in today's episode, so let's just get started with today's show. Ever wondered who Craig is from Craigslist? Well, wonder no more. Craig Newmark is the Craig of Craigslist, whose estimated net worth as of 2010 was around $400 million. This is in direct contrast to his financial wealth during childhood, where his mother struggled to support Craig and his brother Jeff after the death of their father. Craig Alexander Newmark was born on December 6, 1952, in Morristown, New Jersey, to Joyce and Lee Newmark. Lee worked as an insurance salesman, but after his death, Joyce had to move her two sons into an apartment. Craig was only 13 years old when his father died. After graduating from Morristown High School in 1971, Craig had earned enough scholarships to fund his post-secondary education at Case Western Reserve University. There, he received a Bachelor of Science degree in 1975 and a Master's of Science degree in 1977. With his new degrees, Craig landed himself a job as a programmer with IBM for 17 years, first in Boca Raton, Florida, and then in Detroit. In 1993, he moved to San Francisco to work for Charles Schwab. It was here that he was introduced to the internet, resulting in his development of Craigslist. Craigslist began as a simple email distribution list among friends in 1995. The majority of the earliest posts were posted by Craig himself and were notices of social events attractive to software and internet developers living and or working in the San Francisco Bay Area. Thanks to word of mouth, the number of both postings and subscribers grew rapidly, and Newmark was surprised when people started using the list for non-event postings, most of which were to fill technical positions. This led to the addition of a category for jobs. Additional categories were added in response to user demand. Ever-growing in popularity, community members demanded a web interface, and thus the now super-popular website, craigslist.org, went live. It was 1996. So just before we get into what happens when Craigslist really exploded, I'd like to say that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Downpour.com. Downpour is a source for DRM-free audiobooks and rentals, and you can save up to 70% off the regular retail price. You can borrow the book for between 30 and 60 days by default, and that can be extended longer if you need to. And unlike many other audiobook streaming services, with Downpour you can download rentals, so you don't have to be online to listen to them. As a listener of this podcast, go to downpour.com and you'll be able to get your first audiobook for just $3.95 if you use our special code DAILY. And today I'd like to recommend a story about another startup, Twitter. There's a fantastic book and it's written by Nick Bilton and it's called Hatching Twitter, a true story of money, power, friendship and betrayal. And if you like the startup story of Craigslist, this book's really fantastic. It goes into incredible depth about how in six years a small group of programmers built an $11.5 billion company out of the ashes of a podcasting company that totally fails. So go to downpour.com, use our special code daily, and you'll be able to get that book for just $3.95, and it's about 10 hours of listening. So that is a good deal. Downpour.com, use the promo code daily, and now let's get back to our story about Craigslist and what happened two years later when the company really started to explode. So, it's now 1998, two years later. Newmark was still enjoying a career as a software engineer, more specifically a hardcore Java programmer. Craigslist was still a hobby to him, but a hobby with great perks. Through the site, he was getting himself invited to the best parties for geeks and nerds out there. 
1999, Craigslist was growing so fast that it was incorporated as a private, for-profit company, and Newmark stopped working as a software engineer to work full-time running Craigslist. By April of 2000, there were nine Craigslist employees working out of Newmark's San Francisco apartment, including Jim Buckmaster, who joined the company in January of 2000 as lead programmer and chief technology officer. He contributed to the site's multi-city architecture, its search engine, discussion forums, flagging system, self-posting process, homepage design, personals categories, and best-of-Craigslist feature. In November of 2000, he was promoted to CEO, which is a position he still holds today. Over the next few years, Craigslist expanded rapidly to several cities throughout the world, and on August 1, 2004, they began doing something they had never done before, charging a fee to post job openings in select cities. On the Los Angeles and New York pages, it cost $25 per job posting. That very same day, a new Craigslist section called Gigs was added. In the Gigs section, low-cost and unpaid jobs and internships can be posted for free. Today, 700 cities in 70 countries have Craigslist sites, with the website serving over 20 billion page views, 80 million new classified advertisements, and 2 million new job posting listings each month, making it the leading classified service and one of the top job boards in the world. If Craigslist is free for most everybody, then how in the world does it make any money? Its main source of revenue is still primarily from the paid job ads in select cities. It charges $75 an ad in San Francisco and $25 per ad in New York, Los Angeles, and now San Diego, Boston, Seattle, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Philadelphia, Orange County in California, and Portland, Oregon. It also charges $10 per paid broker apartment listing ad in New York City. This might not sound like much, but despite being one of the biggest websites in the world, the company today only has a little over 30 employees, and the estimated revenue that they bring in annually from those small percentage of paid posts is a gross of about $130 million as of 2012, with about $100 million of that being profit. So they're doing alright. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.